When people depend on nature for their living, they learn its rhythms and its pace. They listen as the world breathes in, and they feel it as the world breathes out, keeping time with their dance partner. Every day is a step, a beat, a change, and as nature leads the dance into winter, people add their own turns and flourishes. It's time for the festival. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm your host, King Cat, and my favorite holiday is New Year's because it's the correct combination of philosophically miserable and drunk. <laughs> With me are Kirsten. Hello. My favorite holiday is Halloween because spooky times and costumes. Mm-hmm. And Nick. Halloween. 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 And Kathleen. Uh, honestly, I thought that Nick was going to go for Labor Day. That might have been a little too on the nose, huh? Might have been a little bit too on the nose. Might have been. Because Labor Day is a sham and it takes away from May Day, which is the real holiday. <laughs> there we go. There he is. There's our Nick. What about you, Kathleen? <laughs> I was doing that whole thing to punt on the the whole question. I was trying to do a clever distraction. Oh, shit. Oops. So anyway. the audio equivalent of me staring at you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what happened last week on the podcast? Last week on the podcast, Cobb, Tissa, and Penelope went to Northridge, Penelope's hometown, in time for the festival. Because Penelope is technically festival queen this year and has a parade to participate in. She had forgotten that part. It was mostly so she could see her siblings, who Coptis and Penelope met and realized are just as bad as she (laughs) is, if not worse. I believe that uh, Cobb once again also had his food stolen by a member of the Hunter clan. By several of them. I think it's not that he wasn't quick enough. I think he's just given up at this point. I'd say since you're getting up early, most of the hunters are not early risers. The um, Gregory is. Your parents are. Well, so is your mom. Your mom's a rancher. Yeah. Uh, so they would be up, but the rest of the kids are not super early risers. Yeah. So if you get breakfast, you can do like a double serving and hopefully no one would steal your food. I'm sure if they do own a ranch slash farm, I'm sure those who aren't early risers will be early risers when it's their turn. Yeah. Yep. It's not by choice. Not by choice. So, since it is, you know what, we find we find Cobb and Tissa up in the early morning. Penelope is sound asleep in her bed, happy as a clam to be back home, surrounded by the just animals who love her. Actually, according to, like... Compared to a ranch, Cobb actually probably gets up kind of late because they're up before the sun comes up. Yeah, I think Cobb wakes up to find Samantha bustling around. She's already, like, dressed and she's clearing away dishes from her own breakfast. Gregory's nowhere to be seen, but he's probably at work or something. Mm. So how are you feeling? Tissa kind of just directs this question at no one in particular. Uh Things aren't moving correctly. But other than that, I think I'll be okay. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. 
Okay. Okay, come with me. Come on. Uh, uh, all right. No, okay. And then, like, maybe ten minutes later, they are just in the middle of some sort of field. And I'm hoping that it's some sort of, like, ranching, so I'm imagining, like, this is fairly near some sort of grassland. Yeah, there's a pasture. And I'm imagining it that it's full of some sort of wild grass that's more for animal feed than uh, human feed that maybe, like, comes up to a little bit, little bit below your knees. Okay, okay, okay. Tissa says for the first time she said anything in the last ten minutes. Okay, no, so they're not moving right, but um, can you feel and, like, watch the sort of, like, the wind here? And it's not the same, but there's kind of a wave. And Cobb actually kind of takes a look out over the, the I'm going to assume, the lightly waving grass and just be kind of like this isn't bad you're right it's not the same but it's nice it's 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 okay right it's um the the thing that's weird about this is that everything's really slow everything's really slow on the land so so if you look here she sort of points at this sort of strip of grass that sort of points one way and then at another one that sort of like is growing another way, maybe something like scrubbier, they're sort of like crossing in different directions. They're kind of like currents. Like, they're very slow. I don't know. But that's kind of what I was, what I was thinking about when I started going inland. Well, they've, def- they've definitely got their currents out here as well, but I think they may all be in the air. But still, it is nice. Thank you. No, but it's, it's in, in the ground, too, because there's these big chunks of the grass here and then there. I, I am just imagining them as they, as they sit here and look at the grass that there's just like a goat just like walking <laughs> by and, and nibbling on stuff. Absolutely. Or whatever they have at the ranch here. I would imagine they've got... They probably have goats. I mean, everybody has goats. Everyone has goats. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has goats, but I think Kirsten was explicitly like, yeah, they also have cows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like we tend to cattle mostly, but we have goats too because they help keep grass to areas that the cows won't. They eat slightly different. And some of the farms who are not there more like growing wheat and things like that will utilize goats a little bit more to keep weeds and things at bay. Yeah, so the answer is yes, a goat just wanders past. You know, I've heard that there's silent goats. I've never seen one, though. I would like to, though. I mean, if they're quiet, that's that's really cool. It's really cool. They're so fluffy. They're so fluffy. Cobb is just kind of like stroking his goatee, thinking about, yeah, fluffy goat. While we're out here, though, maybe I should make myself useful, uh, seeing as Cobb just kind of sort of looks down at himself for a second. I'd make a good ranch hand. Yeah, I bet you would. Tissa has no idea what happens on a ranch. Well, they they probably need to move a lot of really heavy stuff, and I'm fairly good at that. 
So I think as you guys are having this conversation, you are um, interrupted by the stamping of cloven hoofs at you. And you turn around to see one person and one cloud elk. It is Mr. Gregory Hunter and Pollyanna is following him, mooching apples. And she's kind of trotted ahead to, to greet you guys and kind of enthusiastically gives Tissa a little shove with her nose. Hey, Polly. Oh, hello. Um, Mr. Mr. Penelope's dad. <laughs> and Cobb just kind of turns to Tessa. What is Penelope's last name? Uh, um, I, I know that she, um, um. He just kind of takes a bite out of his apple. He's waiting for you guys to figure this one out. <laughs> it's. A good teacher knows not to get involved right away to give the students time to figure it out. <laughs> it's it's not grabby hands. That's what that's what they do. <laughs> and that was that was that's Clara anyway. And then red is the thing that I call her. Um, maybe it's like a fancy word for red, like crimson or scarlet or something. I think maybe. I remember something like that, I think. No, I don't. I have... Mr. the Teacher? Mm? Do you have a surname? Yes. Um, my apologies. I must have been remiss in my introduction. Um, Gregory Hunter. Ah, yes, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hunter. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Penelope's friend. Although Teach is a pretty good last name. Mm, yeah, I don't usually object to it. Pirate joke. So he kind of uh, catches up to you guys and looks out over the field. and Gives a slight shrug. I, I typically take my breakfast out here. Mm. Um, I like it outdoors. And it can be difficult to eat breakfast at home. Understandable. Mm. We've only have to deal with one of them. <sighs> Would you believe me if I said I had tried very hard to teach all of them table manners? Tissa sort of like looks up for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We have mm. two. It didn't work for us either. No, I don't imagine it would. And he kind of just like reaches into his bag, produces a piece of fruit and just kind of holds it off to the side where Polly immediately runs over and grabs it. Although I do see where she gets the whole having food on her person at all times from. Hmm? No, no. Oh, yes, of course. Right. She's more I mean, fond of baked goods. Uh, which uh, um, is a little... Upsetting. Uh, Extremely I, upsetting. Deeply upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but we do pretty much live on a boat and... Salt water gets everywhere. <laughs> yes, I, I understand. Um, I love all of my children and am immensely proud of them for, for many different reasons. Um, Abigail is extremely bright, um, has consistently led her class in several subjects. Um, Julius is tenacious and uh, does not give up easily. Simon 
is energetic. Uh, he, of all of them, he gets that from their mother the most, I think. And our eldest, Penelope, is extremely kind-hearted, very warm, very responsible. Um, I think she is always a big sister, even when she's not around her little siblings. But I have not taught her the importance of your food being clean and being yours. And I doubt I ever shall. Mm. Yeah, maybe we should give up on that one then, Tessa. She'll eat anything. Mm. Yes, she will. That's how she got that big. That's how she got that big. Oh, I can respect that. I suppose I could describe her as resourceful. I could say Penelope is resourceful. That's a very delicate way of saying she'll eat anything. Mm. I'm glad I encountered you all out here. I was meaning to ask. Since she hasn't written, I don't know much about how things have been. Oh, goodness. I'm terribly sorry. I don't mean to make this sound as if you are trying to date her, but have you been taking good care of my daughter? As best we can. Although, honestly, she kind of takes care of herself for the most part. She is kind of like a plant like that. We just sort of have to water her every once in a while. <laughs> and she sort of does her own thing. Pollyanna keeps a very good eye on her. He gives Polly an affectionate ruffle in the fur of her neck and nods. And Polly starts nosing toward his bag again. I think any parent would be concerned when their daughter leaves home to become a ranger, but when she came back with Polly, I knew she at least had someone. Mm. No, but she's done a good job. Neither of the noble demons that we've met killed any of us. That is delightful to hear. I don't believe Penelope mentioned that to me. She has not. I... I'm very glad to hear that there were no casualties in the extreme mortal danger that you faced. Well, How wonderful for everyone involved. Right? It wasn't without trying, but we, we're, we're doing fine. Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. Oh, no, it's, it's very trying. You could definitely describe my eldest as trying. She has learned, though, from her life experience. That's all I've ever asked of her. In hindsight, I should perhaps have asked her to only eat her own food. <sighs> but I was hoping that was the kind of thing she would learn. Oh, but speaking of life experiences, is there anything that we can do to help you with around the ranch? While I'm unfamiliar, certainly, with raising cattle, I can pick up and move very heavy things, so... I suppose while we're here, we might as well make ourselves useful. Yes, yeah, Samantha usually bullies the children into doing it for her, so I'm sure she'd be glad to have somebody who's willing to do work. Uh, she'll know much more than I do about what needs to be done around the farm. Um, oh, good. Well, I'll check in with her then uh, in a little while. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm sure she'll be very grateful. Is Penelope awake? Uh, she is not. Of course she's not. I don't know why I asked. We're going to say, like, like, is it noon yet? Because probably not. She is required to be in the festival parade at precisely 11.15. What time is it now? Um, I think right now it's like nine. Okay. Like, it's still single digits. I think she's probably starting to roll out of bed, maybe. Kind of considering it. If you will excuse me, I'm about to go have a very tense, but 
hopefully very fruitful conversation with my wayward eldest. Mm. Thank you very much for your offer of help and for coming to visit us. Um, Actually, and he pulls a couple apples out of his bag. Would you like something to eat now that you're away from the house? Oh, certainly. Thank you. Tissa takes one of the fruits and like sort of like looks at it appraisingly. Cobb like eats like, half of it in one bite. Like <laughs> <laughs> so sort of takes a sort of tentative like bite, and then like her eyes get really wide, and is just like sort of like makes nodding motions. Thank, thank you also for for having us. You know, if you like those, we grow them. Mm. Often we have more apples than we know what to do with. Oh, we could certainly use some of these on the ship. Probably wouldn't be hard to convince Samantha to part with a barrel. Oh, thank you very much. We'll look into that. Yeah. If you'll excuse me, I'm going to make my way down to the schoolhouse. Certainly. Is that where Red is going to be? Um, no. Uh, the parade begins. You guys are a little bit elevated, so he points um, over there at the town gate. And we'll be proceeding around past the schoolhouse. The children and I are going to be watching from there to the square. And he points to just like, it's not so much a square as it is like a flat area in the middle of the houses. But there are poles that are decorated with garlands and you can see the bright colors and the flowers from here. Mm. Oh. oh, that sounds like fun, Tissa. We should watch too. Yeah. He turns to Pollyanna and gives her another roll. You should go get Penelope. And Polly kind of blinks at him, noses at the bag. And then once she is given an apple, goes back to... <laughs> Gregory shrugs. I think I have spoiled all five of my children. Oh, well. Anyways. So my question is... Oh, oh uh, we have it anyways. Yeah, anyways, Cobb, uh, Cobb is just going to um, finish his apple in probably like another couple of bites. And he, he kind of just eats the whole thing, spits the seeds out. I should go check in and see if they could use some help. I'm sure... I'm sure... Jessica... No, Jessica's the name of the other hunter's elk, I think. I'll, I'll go see what she wants. But let's go see what Mrs. Hunter has for us. So most of what Mrs. Hunter has for you is a day of, like, you know, pitchforking feed into troughs, um, moving buckets of stuff from one place to another, you know, farm stuff. Things I know all about. Cobb has very high athletics. He needs to use it for something. I can't know a lot about farm stuff. Um, what facet and skill should we roll for farm stuff? To perform farm stuff, I'm going to ask for, I mean, it's definitely athletics. But my question is, what kind of athletic role are you making? I think that Tiss is going to roll adaptability athletics because she doesn't know what she's doing. Okay. That is a success and an edge. Cobb is going to roll daring athletics because he's very gung-ho about this. Okay. And he got four successes. Great job. Great Cobb. Good job. So, um, guess I'm going to say that little Simon is going to see what a very good job you do if you keep the edge success. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. 
Cobb is going to use all of his successes to pose like he's on the cover of some Harlequin romance novel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use all of my successes to pose like that's the dumbest thing you've said all day. It's the dumbest thing I've said yet. Sort of like shirt partly open. Sort of a little bit of manly sweat glistening. I mean, he does kind of already dress like that. Like, he doesn't really wear a jacket. He's just got his sort of, like, loose sailor shirt. So he's already half yeah. of the way there. He doesn't have, like, flowing Fabio hair. He's, you know, like, shaved. No, he doesn't have any of it. No. He has he has a, a small goatee and a bandana. And then by the end of this, Tissa's, like, everything has hay in it. And I think, yeah, you look up from uh, moving a bale of hay, and you see a little face watching you from one of the windows, nodding thoughtfully. Yeah. Since when did scarecrows know how to move? (laughs) (laughs) So the sun rises further up in sky. The the sun keep going. The sun keep going up in sky a lot. It keep happening. And then soon the sun all the way up in sky. And the sun was down in sky before, but now up. Neat. Okay. Come on, Kat. This isn't full life consequences. Your full life consequences. It's a good day to do what has to be done by me. It is. And a good day to do what has to be done by Penelope. How many fucking full life consequences jokes have been cut from this podcast? Uh, like a lot. Oh, they've all been left in. False. I took out one of the speed of sound ones. Yeah. <laughs> one of. Okay, so where was I? All right. Well, Cobb and Tissa are doing farm chores for an appreciative Samantha Hunter. The sun climbs and noon fast approaches. But before that, it's time for the inaugural parade of the Golden Dragon Festival. And here's the question I have. Actually, I I have several questions. Question number one, is Penelope awake and ready in time for the parade? The siblings... um share a couple rooms so she didn't have her own room so as soon as activity kind of started she was sort of woken a bit and got up earlier than her usual so she is awake but since she didn't really know that she had to be in the or she had forgotten that she was in the festival she has a lot to prepare in very very little time well, people have been working outside, she's been frantically putting things together, trying to like, oh, she hasn't sewn in so long, but... <laughs> <laughs> so she's sewing her parade costume? Pretty much. <laughs> okay. All right. So what does this parade costume look like? It is harvest colors, very bright. The fabric is like a a soft cotton. The colors are bright but like natural looking the kind of dyes you'd get from local like berries and fruits and things like that she wants to put embellish it with dried seeds and petals but it's not working so well (laughs) (laughs) trying to hot glue some sunflower Uh. seeds to herself in time for the parade (laughs) okay that's lovely my next question for you is describe this parade I'm assuming that you're riding on your usual mount with Polly. Mm-hmm. So the parade is kind of 
a showcase of different skills or events. Like there's a few musicians in town who will usually lead it with their fiddles and some drums and things like that, followed by some dancers doing sort of a folk dance, square dance kind of style. Then there's usually some decorated wagons with gourds and kind of like carved, sort of like jack-o'-lanterns a little bit, but not scary, more like flowers or that kind of thing. There's people riding mounts. People that are going to be in the trick riding contest are riding their mounts very elegantly, decorated saddles and things like that. Yeah, so I'd say that's what the parade looks like. Okay. It is a beautiful late summer day. The sun is beaming down and it is strong. And when it hits you directly, you can feel yourself heating up right from your core. But then the wind comes to remind you that no, autumn is around the corner. And chill wind whisks away that feeling of warmth, even if just for a second. The grass is beginning to dry out and make a soft, hushed whispering as the wind runs through it. And most of the village has gathered to watch this. Gregory Hunter stands outside the schoolhouse with not only Penelope's siblings, but a gaggle of other village children of assorted ages, some of them still clutching their slates and their books. The farmers from the surrounding communities have come in. Many of them are in the parade. There's at least one prize steer being ridden by a very proud neighbor of yours. The doctor has stepped out of the pharmacy along with a couple of patients who decided while they were here to take in the parade. The mayor is sitting at the square, as usual, as is tradition. You just have a horse that sits around there? Yes. Okay. It's the tradition horse. It has garlands in its mane and it looks beautiful. She's lovely. She's amazing. Yeah. All braided? Yeah. That's why she gets to sit at the square in this place of honor. And there is a mayor who is also near this horse, and she has, I wouldn't say fancy clothing, but definitely, I guess, Sunday best. Buttoned up nice and tight. There's a small woolen cloak to keep the wind off her. She's an older lady now, and she's bent and watching the parade as she has for decades now, intends to for the foreseeable future. And standing next to her is a young girl. She is seated on a white horse, and she is around Penelope's age. And Penelope, you have never seen her before. Okay. She has brown skin and very long, wavy auburn hair. There's something about her that seems delicate, breakable. And she wears a long green dress emblazoned with little white flowers. And strangely carries what looks to be a scepter and she's flanked by by people who I mean they seem to be farmers they're dressed as farmers but they stand almost if you didn't know what standing at attention looked like from your association with crusaders you would think this was it and the parade comes to a close right in front of the mayor and her amazing mayor <laughs> the parade turns a circle around the village square so that everyone can show the dignitaries what they've got. You know, proud musicians with their fiddles. There is, of course, the festival queen, Penelope, 
astride the proud Pollyanna, both adorned in their autumn best, I'm assuming waving for the crowd, Mm -hmm. and several other riders, all dressed in their best clothes, aboard steeds they trust and understand, and they follow too, waving. There's a proud champion steer. There's several extremely fancy and very beautiful chickens. There's a couple people with carts of just really gorgeous produce. And the parade turns a circle, and the time has come for the opening ceremony, which it is the job of the festival queen to do. Hmm. Right, right. Right, right, right. And Penelope understands how to do the opening ceremony correctly, right? Yes, yes. She's 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 seen the festival since she was a little girl, so it, it she she knows that the festival opening. Yes. So, um, as she steps off, Polly, she tries to walk to the kind of the center. I assume there's a small raised podium or something to speak. And she's trying to walk with a confident air and not look like she just is putting things together, winging it. Uh, (laughs) And so she's thinking to herself, okay, okay. Like, it's just, it's just like, no, no, every year, every year, it's just like every year. Okay. So she steps up, smooths her dress and clears her throat. Welcome, everyone, to the annual Harvest Festival. This year, we are more than, uh, it is more than wonderful to have all of you here and all of your wonderful crafts and baking and produce and prized steers and chickens and all the artistry. The lady with the chickens like gives up this pump, <laughs> like, hell yeah, my chickens are rad. Chickens! <laughs> <laughs> Every year as, as summer turns to autumn, we, we um, come together to celebrate all the hard work that has been done. And um, this year uh, is especially touching to me um, as as most of you know, I haven't been here for 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 this season. So it is um, uh, I am very thankful to to be here in the parade and be able to be here to see everything and all the the fruits of your hard labors. And I thank you for um, being such a wonderful community to grow up in and be a part of. And um, also, I would like to welcome new people to our community. I see some some new faces here. Uh, again, I haven't been here for 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 a few seasons, so it is uh, welcome uh, as as well. And I hope you enjoy the festivities. Um, okay, so. Before you finish this ceremony, I'd like you to roll me Daring Humanity. Okay. Let's see how that went over. How much did she um and ah and stutter? <laughs> Is that humanity or performance or politics? I would allow performance or po- Actually, you know what? Performance or politics is probably a better choice. Ooh. Oh, crap. Daring. Don't you... 
don't you fucking dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> if you say... Uh, it doesn't... It, it is a performance, but it doesn't really translate <laughs> to... Okay. <laughs> I saw it, though, for a moment. Roll. I was like... <gasps> uh, <laughs> so, daring... I don't have... So, it's just going to be a straight daring roll. Do it. Oh. Mm, two successes. Well, that's nice. Yeah, I, I think everybody's really appreciated it. And you ummed and odd a lot, but everyone's like, no, that's our Penelope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's awkward, but she's ours and we love her. <laughs> the sentiment is true, so. Yeah. You hear Abby just like, woo, Penny! <laughs> In the background, like. And the chickens are sort of all clucking with approval. <laughs> yeah, the, the chickens think you're dope. <laughs> the mare's maybe a little bit of a harsh critic, but. Uh... Yeah, she's, she snorts at you. Uh, the mare's guest kind of gives a little clap. Thank you. Thank you. Penelope kind of thanks everyone, steps down and cuts. The, I assume there's some kind of like ribbon or something that's like the ceremonial like. Yep. I asked you how this went. Yeah. And everybody applauds and it's time for the festival. Hooray, festival. Hooray. So kind of everyone's milling around while waiting for the events to get started. People are setting up their stalls. Cobb is going to find all of the cider. There is some cider, my dude. Oh, the cider is delicious. My dude, the cider that you get in an orchard community <laughs> cannot be beat. <gasps> this year, Penelope can have the hard cider with, like, not having to hide it. I mean, all the cider is probably hard because that's how it was traditionally. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And I actually cannot imagine your mom denying you hard cider, <laughs> like, at any point. <laughs> So I think it was a kind of like, don't let the neighbors see, but here you go. Yeah. But no, there's all kinds of cider. There's not just apple cider. There's blends. There's some extremely hard cider, which is not all of it, but some of it. And there is some some lighter cider for the babbies. The mayor is having a kind of a toast with her guest. Rada is hanging out with Jem, kind of pacing around the area of the square where the trick riding is happening. Tessa walks up to Rada and Jem. Hi, Jem. I, it's good to see you again. And um, good luck with the trick riding. Still like looking at the elk rather than the human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Jem looks at you and like gives you kind of a little toss of the head that almost kind of looks like a nod. <laughs> Jem is um, maybe not quite as sociable as Polly, but seems very confident, almost maybe even a little standoffish. And Rada blinks at you and just eventually rolls their eyes and goes back to, to pacing the area. Penelope goes over and says hello to the mayor and the guest. Oh, Penelope, that was a lovely speech. I'm so glad you made it back. Oh, well. We were worried you wouldn't make it in time. I did have some other things that had come onto my mind and... I, um, yeah, unfortunately, it had slipped my mind for a while. Oh, yes, I heard. Mm-hmm. There were demons involved, weren't there? Um, well, uh, we, yeah, yes, we did, we did meet some. Yes, we did. Um, but, uh, things are, things are, are going well, and I'm happy to be home and to be showing my friends... It's wonderful to have you and your friends here again. Thank you. 
Um, Penelope's going to roll a, I guess it would be a subtlety humanity to see if her shock at how did the mayor know about the demons, um, see if that showed or not. Yeah, go for it. Oh, actually two successes. Okay, yeah. You just managed to very smoothly let that one pass. Okay. And, um, she, uh, shakes the mayor's hand and, and turns to the guests as well. And, um, well, thank you for coming to our festivals. I'm... I'm Penelope. I, I I haven't met you before. The parade was delightful. Thank you very much. And she gives a, a deep curtsy. Uh, so, sorry, my name is Fulquin. I am the Queen of Acorn? Mm, nice nice to meet you. Did you did you have to travel long to, to get here? Um no, 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 um, my realm is not far from here, only about a day's travel. Oh. Um, hmm. we're kind of working on it. I see. Okay. Well, um, it's, it's very nice of, of you to come to our festival, and if, uh, you ever, you know, um, want and need, to. Uh, people to come that way, I'm sure, uh, you know, our communities can, can work together. I certainly hope so. It is important to have good diplomatic ties with your neighbors. Mm. Thank you very much for inviting me to your festival. Oh, well. I think you make a lovely festival queen. Oh, well, thank you very much. And, um, the, thank you, uh, um, what's the mayor's name? Um, I don't know. Fucking Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Thank you. Mayor Thank Jeff. you, Mayor Jeff, for, for, for this delightful, uh, the delightful festivities as well. And Penelope kind of like shakes everyone's hands and is starting to like, okay, this is as much politicking as I can. I'm need to kind of yep. trying to excuse herself politely, but also like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think Cobb is is at a cider stall and Tissa is taking in the very many sensations of festival time, I assume. Yes. Runs back over. Big guy, big guy, big guy, big guy. They made this one with the grass that we were standing in a little bit ago mixed in. You can tell because it's kind of got that fragrance in it. Hmm. This one what? What? Sorry, what? Oh, yeah. And you recognize the cider she's oh, holding. Oh, yes. It's from the family Two Farms Over. They really pride themselves on their cider making. Like, they have some nice orchards, but it's what they do with it that they're really gung-ho mm. about. Oh, that is a nice one. It hits pretty hard, though, I, I find. it's Because it, it tastes so good that you don't realize how it's going down. But um, it is delightful. Uh, one of my favorites. I also really like... I um, There's a peach raspberry one that's amazing. What's a raspberry? Come, yeah, let's let's get some. Some time passes. The judging of the uh, some of the livestock competitions has already concluded, and there's kind of like a there's a chicken with big dramatic white plumage that has a blue ribbon pinned to one of its feathers. Yeah. And the chicken lady is like, "Fuck yeah, you're getting the good corn tonight." <laughs> and um, of course, none of the pie contests can be resolved. Because we need to find out who the best trick rider in Northridge is. 
Oh, Heck yeah. Okay, so we have to figure out, has Penelope been good in remembering that she has a trick riding and a rivalry? <laughs> or did she get distracted by delicious ciders? <laughs> Is Penelope going to do trick riding while like four ciders in? Tune in to find out. What would it be to like, how do you feel about an understanding tactics? Like, it is a good idea to be <laughs> relatively sober for trick riding. No, you know what? Understanding tactics. Yeah. yeah. It is a bad tactical decision to get drunk before the trick riding competition. Uh, one success and one edge success. Take the edge success. I don't know what you're going to get, but I think it's going to be the best option. I can't even. Do you guys have any good edge success ideas for this? You'll show up fine on time. Pollyanna might not. Ooh. No, what? She's not the drunk one. Or it, maybe it's not necessarily that I had too much cider, but I had the combination of all the cider and food that I've like I indulged, and then having yeah, to sit on a yeah. sit on a steed. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna be a sick. Yeah. Oh wait, no, yeah, no booze. This the, these croissants and coffee though. <laughs> I will replace the booze with two cups of coffee and two croissants. Surely this will go totally fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's your edge success is that you are going to make yourself sick. Okay. Also, that pastry with all of the little tiny purple seeds in them. Mm -hmm. Definitely a good idea. Yeah. Eat all those. It sounds delicious. <laughs> okay. So let's start with, there's a couple other young riders, and I mean, only two of you have got cloud out, but to the point where, like, the judges are talking about doing two categories, because it's like, you can't really expect, like, people on aerial mounts to compete with people on ground-bound ones. That makes sense. Is there anything in the rules that says an elk can't play basketball? <laughs> there is. Oh, uh, we are not doing air bud. <laughs> no, I told you, there is a rule. There is a rule. It came up last year. They decided Elk can't play basketball. There's a rule against it. You know, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. I'm glad that they've adapted to the circumstances. Turns out, you just make rules. Mm -hmm. How many, like, sort of rules and regulations involving Cloud Elk do you think sprung up in this community after Penelope's return with Pollyanna? <laughs> Oh, all of them. <laughs> yeah, I think a fair deal. Everyone in the village is very enamored of Pollyanna, but they also kind of recognize that she's spoiled as shit and will do whatever the fuck she wants and she can't be stopped. <laughs> so let's start with the normal riders. They do some pretty good. There's one guy aboard a bay steed that um, does some very kind of dramatic high knees trots and some very sharp turns and even some like turning around in the saddle. Very good. Very cool. There's a target set up and one of them does some cool like trick shots and it looks rad. Ooh. Super rad. So the aerial category is going to lead off with Penelope. And the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is roll me anything and riding. Ooh. Take your pick of any facet, roll it with riding, and then describe to me what Penelope's trick riding routine looks like. Okay, um, so I'm going to do daring riding. And she has a specific piece of music in mind that she passes to one of the fiddlers. And 
It's um, very dramatic and has some slow spots where Polly and Penelope have to hold some pretty tricky um, poses. But then in the more like energetic sweeping parts, does some very like aerial acrobatic barrel rolls almost and stuff like that. This is her attempt anyway. Dope. It's a lofty attempt because Penelope is going as hard as she can because rivalry. Rivalry. There we go. Rivalry. 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 Roll the dice. All right. So daring. How dare you take advantage of my love of chanting to distract me (laughs) from making you roll dice. All right. Uh, Three successes and one edge. You know what? If you keep that edge success, your sickness is going to get the best of you. Oh, no. The sickness that I planted earlier, it's going to come to fruition if you keep that edge success. And But I need the edge success to pull off my tricks, hey? No, I'm, no, I wouldn't say that. Three successes is perfectly respectable. It's a versus. Oh, I need to win, though. You know what? I did say Penelope was going all out, so... Okay. Pushes hard. Pushes to the limit. Mm. So as you're doing one of these barrel rolls, you feel your stomach turn upside down and inside out. And it's full of, I'm assuming, pastry and fizzy cider and fair food and garbage. (laughs) Literal trash because you're a (laughs) raccoon. Legit, yep. So now I'm going to say, what kind of role is it to avoid barfing? Um... Ooh. Survival. Ad- adaptability? Ooh. Adaptability survival. All right. Adaptability survival. Here we go. Difficulty is two. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I got one success. Woohoo. No, but I needed you got two. One success? I needed two success. You needed. I, I'm holding up two fingers to remind myself that you kept two edge successes that led to this situation. I did. You did? I did. So I think what happens is you and Penelope, you got a success. So I'm going to let you land first. Okay. You and Penelope land. The, the music is not quite finished yet, but you do need to dismount and hurriedly run to somewhere safe to barf. Oh, my gosh. And you are witnessed barfing by everybody. Oh, my gosh. Oh, her already pretty complexion gets much redder as... As the sound of Rada's laughter echoes in your ears. Oh, Rada, Rada. Cobb cheers even harder. <laughs> Very upset to have everyone watching, especially Rada, because, oh, I wanted to look cool and I wanted to win. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to look cool, didn't you? I did. So the mayor and Fulquin are both politely applauding. And now the time has come for Rada. And you got four. Mm -hmm. And, oh, you know what? What I'm seeing here right now is four and an edge. Mm. Oh. Oh, no. Because the combination that Rada is rolling, and it's been a while since we made Rada's character sheet, but you'll recall that Rada's best facet is subtlety. Mm. This is subtlety riding, and the prop that Rada has brought is a long length of flowing cloth. And as they're turning and spinning in the air, you think they're in one place, and suddenly 
there they are at the other end of this shroud. Okay, that is really cool. It is mysterious, and it's halfway to being a magic show. Like, half the time, you're not sure where they are. And then suddenly, like, the cloth parts, and you see, like, long, dark hair, and this majestic elf burst out of it. And it is extremely cool and very good. But here's the thing. You got four, and in order to win, Rada's going to have to keep this edge success. And what happens is, at the end of one of these sharp turns... The fabric stops billowing and winds tight around something. And then suddenly Jem shifts. Probably something got caught on her wing. And Rada tumbles out of the air to the square. It hits the ground. Ooh, what are the spell pieces? Um, what are the spell pieces? I don't know why I set this up and didn't... Well, actually, here, I'm going to roll adaptability something to see if Tissa reacts in time. Yeah. The spell pieces in this area, by the way, are warm, golden, everyone, and growing. And I'm going to roll for somebody before Rada hits the ground. There is a tree. It wasn't there when you started. This was barren earth when you started. But a small tree sprouts out of the earth and spreads out big, long, arm-like branches and kind of gently lets Rada sink into its waxy, shining leaves. And as Rada hits this tree, little white star-shaped flowers burst into bloom around them. Pretty. And Fulquin lowers her staff and hurries out to this tree and raises one of her little hands to help Rada down. And now it's memory time. Oh, I was gonna... That snuck up on us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did it? Never mind. Was I too sneaky? You rolled many successes on your subtlety this week, Kat. Yeah. I'm extremely <laughs> sneaky. Well, to be fair, it took me a million years to get Skype running, so this is the time on the clock where I usually declare memory time. Yeah, that's mm. fair. I've got a good chunk of recording done. Yeah. Uh, um, Penelope threw up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next memory is Penelope barfed. <laughs> I actually, my memory is one that Penelope wasn't even there for. The exchange with Gregory, Tissa, and Cobb was quite sweet. I I liked that. Even if Cobb couldn't remember anybody's name. I do like <laughs> that you guys were rolling with the with that. They're being like, Jessica, that's the cloud up name, right? <laughs> and yet later on just walks up and says, hey, Jem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's definitely my memory was a hey gem after an extended <laughs> bit where, where the cloud elk's name was Jessica. <laughs> it's sometimes when you can put a name to a face, it sort of like sinks in a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I've decided that Tissa is better at at least elk names than she is at anybody else's. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, Queen. Queen. Yeah. 
queen. <laughs> I'm glad somebody picked up on that. That's my memory. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, there's one more thing first. Kirsten has to declare where the memory point goes to. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Oh, this is a hard one. I think uh, Tissa for helping Cobb feel better in the prairies. That was very sweet. Yeah. It was very sweet. Thank you. Grass is cool, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we definitely got a fan memory from Ian. Thank you. Woohoo. And Ian had a lot of fun role-playing the effects of a volcanic tracker, kind of disassociating from scatter, up to the fact that they were standing in a flaming field of grass and scrub while fighting a horror. Ooh. It was, and that was, I really love when people play around with how scatter works, so I'm really delighted to hear that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for your memories. They give me power. Big power. I... I will actually say one thing that I think would be interesting that maybe maybe will show up in a future version of the rules, dear listeners. I think it's I think it would be cool to make uh, scatter effects something that the players like is on your character sheet. Yeah, and that's actually that's something I've been I've been looking at for future editions. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You caught me. I think that would be cool. Also, yes, I ran a game for some folks. We had a lot of fun. It was a an infiltrator and a tracker and they had to go find out who was stealing goats and it turns out it was an automaton and they got the automaton a job uh, watching goats so that way it wouldn't get in trouble because it seemed to like them that's very sweet Mm. that is I like how like when I GM this it's all just nightmares all the way down and anybody else GMs it's very cute and sweet and pleasant (laughs) (laughs) it's like oopsie toodles well, I mean, they, they fought some monsters. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they they did take the big robot who loved goats and got it a job as a goat shepherd. Oh. And you know what? We're all robots who love goats. This is true. Good Lord, are we? And like, when you're a robot who loves goats, chase those goats. Chase those goats, listener. Chase them and herd them. And we'll be rooting for you, too. Yeah, we'll be cheering for your goat dreams. And I guess on that goat note, we'll see you all next week. Remember, you can send us your memories on the website using the email form or on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs. Bye, everyone.